Hey guys, this is the Fan of Fan Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Topless. And for all you grand dobbers out there, this podcast is for you. For those of you who read my Bessaker FC blog, you'd know that I was uh, joined by a guest that day. I also saw him two weeks ago at Emily. It's Hoyland John who's joining us tonight. How are you, mate? Not so bad, mate. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. Thank you for coming on. Good, good. Good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you. Nice to meet you, Ben. (laughs) Nice to meet you too, mate. So the first question we start with everyone is, what's your background in, in football? What's my background in football? Well, I'm probably going to say I've probably been watching football longer than you two combined have been alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, my first game was back in 1970, September. It was Sheffield Wednesday against uh, Carlisle in second division. Wednesday had just gone down. You'd be pleased to know that. Ben. We'd, that was, yeah. we'd just gone down. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I've been watching football ever since. I mean, I've been a Wednesday eye for years, but... More recently, we've had a series of disastrous owners and I mean, current couple with a current one who, when I was watching one of your earlier pods, um, you were talking about f- pricing and about, you know, Sheffield United being ripped off. And for me, what happened, what's going off at Hillsborough is embarrassing. You know, charging away fans 43 quid for championship football and probably even worse now. <laughs> it's, uh, so they're not getting a penny of my money, so... More recently, I, I kind of got into going more non-league. Um, I'd, I'd sort of followed Blythe Spartans when I was a kid from probably 77, 78, when they did a good cup run. And then I met up with a lad um, who, who wrote a book about going to watch Blythe and about his mother-in-law getting to see the grandkids and stuff. So we hooked up in 1999 at a game. Um, and I've been following Blythe Spartans pretty much ever since, mostly away because it's quite a trek from Leicester, where I now live, up to Blythe. Um, but when you start off with a 5 2 away defeat, it's, uh, you know, shows a bit of dedication. <laughs> yeah. But then I, I think with the pandemic, I've been doing a lot more hopping down at much lower level. And I, I bought myself a season ticket for my, more, my local, no, um, by the Southern League now. Um, they were Northern Prem, but I bought a season ticket for Barwell. Thought I'm going to guarantee myself some football at least. You know, if I can't, if people are struggling to get in, there's a limit on numbers, then I'll have that. And thankfully, even though the season disintegrated last year, they've carried it over. So I've got a season ticket again for this year. So I've been going to watch them a little bit last few weeks. So that's my background, really. <laughs> Well, touching on Sheffield Wednesday, uh, had a great had a great start to um, the season. Ten points from four games. What's your what's your predictions early on for this season? To be honest, yesterday. To be honest, I don't know, and I, and it's sad that I don't even really care. Do you know what I mean? I, I think the ownership has kind of let the fans down so badly over the years. Um. I just I don't think they care about us, so I, I don't think I really care about that, you know. And I'd, I'd like to see Wednesday and United back in the same division, and preferably in the Premier League, you know. And I, I'd, I'd like to see us finishing just one point above you, but that's, that's you know that's immaterial, really. I think Wednesday will do well at that level. They've got a good manager in in Darren Moore, 
and I, I do like him and I do wish him the best. I think he's he's come in and done a he's done a good job. He nearly served them. Um, but when you've got financial mismanagement like that, you know, you can't start off with minus points. It's it's just crazy. So um, be fair, I I wouldn't really worry what they were doing. I'm more interested in Blythe now or Barwell, how how they're doing. <laughs> So, what about Blythe and what's your predictions for Blythe and Bearwell this season? Oh, Barwell, sorry. So, is it Blythe that's in National League North? It is Blythe, yeah, Blythe yeah. Spartans, yeah. I mean, struggled I think last Blythe, season, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, both, both teams struggled last season, well, the last two seasons. And COVID kind of saved us both times, really. But <laughs> I, do think at, I do think at Blythe, we've got some of that team that came at that came up from the Northern Premier League and, and got got into the playoffs almost of the um I still call it a conference north. I can't get my head around National League North. <laughs> still we, you know, they got into the playoffs. Um and then Robbie Dale, who retired last year, has come back. I mean, probably the best non-league player I've ever seen, and probably the best player I've ever seen who's not played football league. You know, it's just the guy's superb. If you get a chance this season, it's probably his swan song. Get up to Blythe and watch him. Or get to a Blythe away game and watch watch Robbie. Because, you know, it, it, it's been there. It's like seeing Maradona somewhere. You know, it's worth it. He's the non-league Maradona almost. It's <laughs> one way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I tell you what, I have seen Maradona. I've seen him play really? and I didn't realise I'd seen him play. I saw him play... F- for Barcelona against Man U in a Cup Winners' Cup. And he was that he was that anonymous on the night. It was only when he died and I was looking back at games, I realised he was actually there. Wow. You know, so you can't say that very often, can you? <laughs> you were saying that he saw Maradona on one of his bad games as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He, he was he was he was anonymous. You wouldn't have known he was the player that he went on to be. Would you say that Maradona's the highest status of a player you've ever seen live, or is there anybody else? Would you say? No, I think I've seen Pele play live at, at Wednesday, but that was it. That was in 1970, 72, 74, I think. Oh, it was a, time. Yeah, I mean, he was really at the end of his time then. It was a friendly against Santos. Um, if you look at that famous picture of Pele in front of the Copper Hills, where I'm on that picture. So I've got to have my photo taken with Pelly. <laughs> but I'm, you wouldn't you wouldn't know oh, it because it's just a, a face on the cop, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even see. <laughs> photo taken with Pelly. It's incredible. <laughs> so yeah, for that time, I thought in the 70s, I thought that was when he played for New York Cosmos. But, uh, he, he, did go to, he did go to no, he did go to the Cosmos sort yeah. of late, mid-late 70s. And that was really where he finished. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, so there you go. Unreal. And I'd still put Robbie up there. I prefer watching Robbie. <laughs> yeah, dude. That'd be an interesting dream team, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> number 11, Robbie Dale. <laughs> yeah. What What yes. are the fans like? What, what are the fans like, the support um, at Blyston? They're, they're, they're a passionate lot. Um, they're quick to let the team know and the management know that they're displeasure. 
and they're, they're quick to kind of let the board know that they're not happy about stuff, particularly when signings were going. But I think, you know, it's, it's running non-league football. I think a lot of people forget just how difficult it is to run a football club. Um, you know, and I think fans just think owners of clubs have got bottomless pits of money, and we know that's not true. I mean, Sheffield United have got the only shake owning them who doesn't actually have any money, I think, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of quite... Uh... <laughs> so it, it's hard, and I think... But the fans do get behind them. And one of those cup runs, you know, when Blythe have a good cup run, like, it does get the fans enthused, and it, it does... It does get a great atmosphere. I mean, one of the best atmospheres ever at football was um, it was a second, no, it was a first round against Bournemouth. No, it wasn't. It was second round against Bournemouth in the FA Cup and they drew Blackburn when they won it. And it was a replay at Blythe and we'd gone up from Leicester just for the game. And when that goal, well, before the goal went in, you could see Bournemouth's players came out to warm up and they weren't happy. You know, there was there was no segregation. They were in a little... The, the few fans they brought were sort of like in the stand. The rest of the ground was just... It was just wall-to-wall blind. And and the noise was... The players, you could see them wilt. And when the goal went in that won it from Jed Dalton, I mean, I've never known pandemonium like that. It was absolutely... It was bodies everywhere. It was just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> so they're a good lot I like them bar well a lot quieter but there's not that many yeah, they only get 200 and odd at home so it's uh, there's a few there's a few hardcore that make a bit of noise sadly I'm not one of them these days I'm <laughs> too busy taking photos or talking <laughs> talking to people like Jake <laughs> yeah you can talk for England you could <laughs> How long were we talking? We were talking for a good hour, non-stop, yeah. you, you, mm. with you and your friends that were there. Honestly, it was fantastic. Yeah, we're good. I enjoyed it. That's uh, what the, I like. The game sprung into life, didn't it? So, hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I've always hey, got one eye on the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But, but with Blythe, like, when's a good time to see Blythe? Who's, who's the main rivals? Uh, the main rival, well... The closest rivals would be Gateshead, but yeah. we'll, we, we might come on to them later. But I guess the team that you really want to see them against at the minute is Darlington, because they've got Alan Armstrong, who was the Blythe manager who took us up and who kind of left and took a lot of the players with him. So there's a bit of beef there, let's be fair. Yeah. <laughs> there's plenty of beef there. And I think it's been a while since we all got together. It's, uh, but yeah. It'll be it'll be entertaining when Alan comes back to Crop Park. That's for sure. To get that fixture <laughs> in the diary. Yeah, well, go to Croft Park. Don't don't go to Blackwell Meadows unless you like watching football at a rugby ground. It's uh, yeah. it's a bit of a shocker that one is. Yeah, I still need that ground as well. So uh, I, I was hoping they might be back at the arena, but because of COVID they were going to play at the arena, and I was looking forward to that. But I don't think that'll happen now. Honestly, I literally. Chuck, Chuck. <laughs> like, let's get to the arena because they're playing there. So it's like, we've had the chance to go to the arena. I mean, obviously growing yeah. up, Darlow were in the Football League for, for years, well, ever since they were born. And then obviously in 2010 when they got that ground. 
they just started slowing in. Twenty ten, obviously went down, didn't they? But we never got a yeah, chance to no, see them at that that's ground. Right. It's, it'd be a good you know. Yeah, it'd be good. <laughs> it'd be good against Blythe. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, so maybe maybe we have to keep out for both fixtures both way around. Mm. But I think I think you never know. It might, might be coming up soon. To be fair with Darlington, I have to I've checked the fixtures quite a lot lately just to you know see what I can do in one week. I, think, I swear yeah. I might have seen it. Darlow against Blythe. Not Darlow first, though. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But if you can get to the Blythe, get to the Blythe, get the Croft Park. Yeah. And enjoy it. I'll have to put that in the blog. This fixture yeah. was recommended by Oil and John. <laughs> yeah. This ground was recommended by dot 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 Oil and John. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I could give you plenty of recommendations based on pies and everything. <laughs> well, that could be a food and drink podcast recommendation. I mean, I, 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 I'll, I'll start us off. Our good friend Kiz told me about the pork pie at Golka. I went there in May. I had two. They were incredible. <laughs> I thought, who's made this? Yeah. Warm pork pie. It's amazing. Yeah. A warm pork pie is a thing of beauty, isn't it? Unbelievable. That, that, that was just on another level. Yeah. I'll see. Anything, well, I, I, thought, I thought, you know, I, I thought I've got to get in touch with Rate My Takeaway here on YouTube. Like, you've got to try this. <laughs> you've got to try this. <laughs> I'll sit United do a good pork pie as well. Okay. So I'll sit United. Yeah. But Bradford Park Avenue do a cracking steak pie, chips and peas, all homemade. Proper chips as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sit United. Should have had some food before this. Now we're speaking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, John did mention a message. We could give you some food recommendations. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a different kind <laughs> of podcast. But let's no, keep it going. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, no. Going back to questions, I keep yeah. distracting. That's me. I'm, I, I wander off. <laughs> well, speaking of food, I, I can't remember if it's. I believe it's Rochdale. They have a chippy on the on the um, away end. And before you get into that, and that chippy is very highly recommended as well. That was that was a nice one. I've never so, been to spot actually. I lived in the northwest for quite a while. I lived in Bolton, so I used to go to Burnden and various grounds up there. But I never went to Scotland. Um, and oh. the only time I've been to watch sport in Rochdale was rugby league when it was at the old um, the old rugby league ground. What was it called? It's like a speedway track and stuff. It was <laughs> dire. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, I have done Rochdale. Um, so that's one tick that I've got that you haven't got. <laughs> no, you've is, probably uh, got a lot, to be fair. <laughs> in the football league, we never know, do we? But uh, no. Yeah. So, I mean, how many club at the moment that's struggling with the ownership as well? I have to say, mm. sadly. But I think they're getting a takeover from a guy who's got history of bad ownership in the past. So uh, let's hope that uh, what, what the best thing happens to Rochdale, whatever yeah. that may be, they get the best. Uh, I do wish them the best. I like Rochdale. Nice player. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it seems to be all the, all the clubs in and around that area. What's been at it recently? You've obviously said Bury, Alden, Bolton. Yeah. yeah. So. All that sort of area, what's getting it as well? All, all, all the similar divisions. Many United have still got it at all, to be fair. 
Well, it even happens at the big clubs. I read something as well how Barcelona's in billions, a billion pound debt, apparently. Yeah. And it, yeah. even over the past couple of weeks, it's just got worse. And how you can just think now, even with Messi leaving, that's a big loss in revenue. And yeah, it's PSG's gain, <laughs> put it that way. Oh, yeah. Well, I well, mean, Barcelona are a basket case at the minute. I mean, I, and Real Madrid, I don't know where they're playing. I don't, because last time I saw any pictures of their ground, it was still, there wasn't even anywhere to put a pitch there. So yes. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and they're building a roof on it. Yeah. Well, this is one thing for Barcelona. I just want to say this because someone said this to me today and it stuck with me. They said, and I quote, all the little kids now don't support Barca anymore. Support PSG. Mm. <laughs> it's just what's going to kill Barca. Yes, because kids like, they look for footballers and not, you know, not the team. Yeah. Now. Well, so. it says a lot when you've got. Um, Messi's uh, brought the record of the most uh, shirt sales in 24 hours. And and on top of that, um, Jordan also gets 5% of each shirt sale because he sponsors PSG, so he's made a few million as well. <laughs> it's a shame that Messi's not got a longer name. They get even more money by putting the name on the back, wouldn't they? <laughs> Shevchenko or somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy thing. Yeah. An extra couple yeah. of euros each. Yeah. Even if it was something like Jesus, Jesus, you know, that name spelling, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, right. go, going back to football then, um, I, I know you've mentioned a few grounds, what a dire. So, what would you say the best and worst grounds you've visited are? Can be biased well, as well as long as you want, mate. You are, sorry? You'd be as biased as you like. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I've got to say Hillsborough's pretty much up there. Um, it's not as good now as it was, but when they, when they actually covered the cop before they seated it, that was rocking when it was, when Wednesday were doing well. I mean, that used to be absolutely fantastic. But I think what I love, it, I love floodlights. I love the old corner, four corner floodlights. So, Grounds with a bit of old school character, somewhere like Oakwell, Oldham. Um, they, they're what really float my boat. You know, well, I really went to one yesterday, mate. Loftus yeah, Road as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the name one. That's, that's quite an old school one, isn't it? Yeah, I've been there, I've been there oh, some years ago. I went to Loftus Road. But uh, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, but uh, for me, my, my all-time classic has got to be York Street in Boston. It's just... It's great. I know it's a non-league ground, and I know... I mean, thankfully for a lot of you hoppers, you young lads who thought you'd missed it because of the pandemic, you've got a chance this season. And I, I hope that Railway Athletic can kick off in an afternoon and get the floodlights on for you, because to, to, be, to be in that ground when the floodlights come on, the sun's going down, you get a nice sunset, you've got the Boston stump behind you. It's picturesque as much as old. But it's a proper town centre ground. It's you know it's got a seated stand. It's got a bit of a double decker if you can call it that. And then it's got some great terraces. Um, it's a shame Boston aren't going to be playing there. I know they've got to move on. And I know they you know again it's ownership and you know people sort of robbing Peter to pay Paul to survive and selling off the ground and 
you know, renting it back and it was crippling them financially. But I've, I've been as an away fan at Boston and I've been in the home ends at Boston a number of times. And it's one of them places I went to the, um, I went to the Conference North playoff first leg against North Ferriby when Ferriby actually went up and had their season in the sun. And Boston won that night. They lost the second leg, but that place absolutely rocked. It was a superb night. You know what I mean? It's just, you, you can't get that atmosphere in Old Trafford or whatever. You're just not going to get it. It's, it's so tight and everybody's in and everybody's, it's just something about grounds like that. Absolutely brilliant. You know, I love it. And I, I will go back to watch Railway Athletic there because I need to say farewell to it before it goes. Yeah. And I'll probably take some days off work when I know it's probably getting demolished and take some photos. You know, it's just a sad end. I did that with Kettering. I actually broke in. I, I broke into Kettering once, jumped over the fence. It was all overgrown. and I kind of wandered around and took loads of photos. Wow. Stuff like that. Well, is that <laughs> if anybody's watching, it weren't really me. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Is that the current Kettering ground? No, it? that was the old one, Rockingham Road. They've, they've demolished it now, but they're not doing anything. There's nothing happening on the ground. It was a, it was terrible. Oh. I'm not, I'm not mixing the, up with Rushton and Diamond's old ground. So they shared, didn't they? The I actually, ones. I saw that being demolished on the same day as I saw. I went, I, I jumped into Kettering's ground. Yeah. <laughs> they were already knocking Neen Park down. Yeah. So I never got to that. Missed it. Fair I would love you know, to have seen that, Mr. Russell and Diamond's ground. I would yeah. love to have seen that one, to be fair. But, hey, yeah. but um, yeah. Railway Athletic, which one would you prefer to see out of the two? Would you rather see the very first Railway Athletic game or the very last one, potentially? Probably the last one, really. Yeah, OK. Because I think that'll be. I think there'll be a lot of hoppers go. I think it'll be a bit of a party, really. Yeah. Would there not be yeah. a lot of hoppers at the first one, though, maybe? There will be. Um but they'll all be chuntering that they aren't going to programme or whatever, unless Railway Athletic get their heads screwed on and do a programme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair play. <laughs> but, yeah. but no, I mean, and going back to all the grounds that I love, I mean, I've, I've been to a few grounds abroad, not as much as I'd like to, but um, I don't know if you've been to Seville, but the Villa Marin, which is where Rail Betis ground, we were actually on the top row of the top tier behind the goal up there. And when you're up in one of them Spanish, when you're one of those Spanish grounds where they're very steep sort of seating beds, it's just, the, the atmosphere in them is just unbelievable. But I think in terms of atmosphere, the best ground I've ever been to was um, Stadio Olimpico in Turin, in Turin. We went to see Torino, which is my Italian club. Um, so and beat AC Milan. And we were sat in the Curva Nord or the Marantona. Um, it was just electric. The fans just never stop. Absolutely never stop. And then on the way back, we where were we staying? We stayed at the old Fiat factory. Have you have you watched the original Italian job film? When they're driving, yeah. you know, when they're driving around on the rooftop racetrack. We stayed in the building with the racetrack on top. So was that during was the police chase? That bit? <laughs> no, that's when they're practicing. I think. All right, okay. Um, but we stayed there, and on our way back, we, we were looking for a bar, and we found the, the one bar we found was a proper ultras bar. We went in, and they were a bit, they were a bit suspicious of, and like, 
I think Dave got his phone out to take some photos and were like, no photos. <laughs> you don't, I don't yeah. understand much Italian, but I know when not to take a photo and when to take a photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of those bars. There was a strong smell of uh, weed and various other things going on. That, those ultras in, in it, I mean, you, you go abroad and some of those ultras, they are different gravy. I'm telling you now. <laughs> yeah, that was an experience. Time. That was an experience. Wow. But yeah. But so worst grounds. I don't. I, I try and find something nice in any ground I've been to. And when I mentioned, I said before. I mean, I hate watching football in athletic stadiums. It's not. It's not good. No. Um, You're not the so first got, person to say that either. Yeah. I mean, Grantham. <laughs> I'd like to say I don't like Grantham, but I watched Blythe beat them 7 1. And then the following season, we were winning 2 1. Peter Jeffries, the keeper, right at the death, nutted a Grantham player in the, in the Ghoulies, got sent off. And all their youth were giving it big that they were going to equalise. And Robbie Dale went in goal. And I don't know how he did it, but he sort of got a foot to it or something. He just saved it. And it was just, that was unbelievable. The referee blew his whistle straight after. That was just great, you know. Wow. Absolutely unreal. And I think Gate said, I, hate, I, I hated that. We were in the rain. Horrible, but it's got floodlights. So it saved it a little bit. So I think the one ground that really does did my fruit, and I'm, I'm so glad it's gone, is the Don Valley. It was horrible. I don't know if, I don't know if anybody's ever said the Don Valley. I used to go and watch rugby league there, and then I went to watch Sheffield FC there. So I didn't even see Rotherham. You know, you, you're in there with about sixty blokes. You know, and it's, it's just soulless. I, <laughs> Absolutely, I, I can imagine. I can imagine when Sheffield FC is there, it's a lot different. Um, I went a few times with United uh, when they played Rotherham in a few cups and friendlies there, and. Like you said, you just you don't feel close or engaged with the ground because no. you're miles away from it. You're miles away from the pitch. And it definitely wasn't yeah. a footballing ground whatsoever. No, it's, it's it wasn't a great place. So so that has to be the worst ground I've ever been to. Um, there you go. I mean, Sheffield, is it Sheffield United Ladies? Are they there now? Well, the um, Legacy Park or whatever? Yeah, there was Legacy at the Olympic Park, Legacy yeah. Park, but we are now playing at Chesterfield's ground. All oh, right. Is there anybody no. using that legacy ground then? Because I've got that booked in. <laughs> not off the top of my head. I'm not too sure. Oh, um, I'm apology, not... it still says Sheffield United are playing there, mate, to be fair. Oh, yeah, right. we, we, we stopped well, playing. Um, one, Because um, uh, Kevin McCabe put us there and he had plans to build the Sheffield United sort of stadium, women's stadium there. Whether that's still happening, I don't even know. Because as soon as Prince Abdullah's come in, we signed a bit of a deal with Chesterfield. So some of our under-23 games are at um, Chesterfield's ground as well. I was going to say Saltergate, yeah, right. but not Saltergate, that was the old one. That's a shame. I was hoping yeah. to get to that. So if you find yeah. a game, out, you'll have to let me know. <laughs> yeah. I, I will, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there'll be so, someone what will play there because yeah. you know, it, otherwise it's not going to be in use anymore, and it's brand no. new. Well, it is, yeah. So you know, it looks a nice, tidy little place. Yeah, 
but they definitely did play there. But no, as far as I'm aware, now we're still at Chesterfield because I know oh. that if you, I know, I'm sure Chesterfield season ticket holders can get some discounts on our games as well, if I'm right. Yeah. But, yeah, it would enough. have been. It would have been nice if the development plans still go ahead for Sheffield United women to have their own little ground because it did look like it was a real nice setup, and it's like it is, I've seen it before. It's really nice. Yeah. 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 But yeah. if I'm being quite honest, I'm not too sure what's happening <laughs> because that were all McCabe's ideas. I don't know if Prince Abdullah still wants to go down that route or if yeah. it's now at a standstill. Oh well. One thing, one thing I want to touch on as well is, you said you like um, the floodlights, and I, f- I feel like it was a bit quite ironic how you said Boston, because when they moved to the um, the new stadium, they have had nothing but issues with floodlights falling down and this that and the other. So <laughs> it's quite, I, I, I did feel like it was a bit quite ironic how you you liked it at the old ground, but they can't just yeah. get right at the moment with with the new one as it stands. It was. I mean, I, you know, I, apparently there was, it was Abacus Lighting who do it, and they sponsor the, um, the Central Midlands League, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it's, um, yeah, I, it, it was funny. I mean, they've said apparently they're fine, but uh, yeah, you do wonder, don't you? It's yeah. all right having these fan. It's all right having these fancy things, but they're not going to last as long as those. Oh well. <laughs> you know, or the ones at Boston. <laughs> no. Um, so you said you've been to um, a few grounds abroad. What would you say the atmosphere is like in sort of Europe and overseas compared to the atmosphere you get over in England? I mean, it does depend. I mean, I've been to, you know, I've obviously I've been to some bigger stadiums. Um, Tenerife's interesting. If you ever get to Tenerife and stay in Santa Cruz, or even if you don't, they've got a big English population that go. Um, and same in Malaga as well, there's a big English population. So it's kind of quite, that's quite interesting because you get that mix of cultures, you get that Spanish sort of ultra culture, and then you get the English sort of, and they've got their own little ultra groups. Yeah. I mean, sadly, they're little, you know, they're, they're expat middle-aged like me. You know, so they're not they're not there. But I mean, you you find the fans don't particularly barrack players like we do. You know, we'll 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 give people grief. We'll give the referee. Oh, they will give the referee grief, but they they tend to make just a lot more noise and support the team. Whatever, you know, they really do give it some. I mean, Torino. You know, some of the ultras. If you watch, if you watch football in Italy or Spain some of the ultras don't even watch the game they've got their back to it and they're just choreographing everything you know with the they've got their megaphones and they're leading the group um, but the fans do put a lot more into it I mean I've I went to Germany I was I was supposed to go to Union Berlin but um, Ryanair changed my flight and the Bundesliga 2 changed the kickoff time so all my mates were there and I was sort of just landing at Berlin Airport when they were kicking off, so I never actually got to that one. So the next day, we just jumped on a train um, in Berlin, did travel two hours to Cottbus, which is uh, they, they've fallen down the leagues now, Cottbus. But you know, you go there and 
they've put a lot of effort into it to a choreo and to kind of get getting the getting people really kind of keyed up before the game. Whereas in Britain, you know, all we've got is you've got somebody who probably through the week works for National Rail or East Midlands Trains or Northern Rail who spends all his day announcing, you know, station stops and stuff like that. And it, you've got somebody just on the microphone that won't shut up and just let let fans get on with it. It's got to be entertaining. When I was when I used to go to football, you know, you played some they played a few records that everybody loved and and kind of got going, you know. But I think it's changed whereas it hasn't in in Italy. And the clubs have an anthem as well, which you know all the fans sing away. It was quite funny because um do you know Joe Gibbons? Have you come across Joe? Kind of we Please went to watch, we Plenty yeah, we, of went times, to, yeah. we went to watch um, Real Betis at Loughborough play Leeds United. Oh yeah, and he, there was a, even though there were only about twenty of us, so the, the the five or six Spanish lads there were still singing the club anthem, you know, as the club came out, and it's just brilliant. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. But yeah, I love that about it. But then I've also watched like non-league level as well at abroad, and it's it's pretty much like it is here, you know. Except you just got to watch. You're not particularly in, in um, Spain. You're not going to trip over on pistachio nuts or sunflower seed cases. They just they're everywhere. And they're, I mean, they make the stadiums treacherous. You put your feet down in the slide. It's ridiculous. But now, I mean, you know, you go to a, a non-league ground in Spain, and there's a little cantina sort of selling beer and a few pastries and a sandwich or whatever. And so it's very much like here. Yeah, I like it. Good. My first taste of European football as well. That was ridiculous. That was HNK Dubrovnik just after the civil war in Croatia and Serbia and stuff. Half the terracing was like at an angle because it had been bombed. And just, you know, people just left it and got on, played football. I mean, now, you know, they'd be ground would be shut for two years while they sorted yeah. it out there. They just crack on. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, if, the the only other place I've watched football is, so far is up in America. But we have an holiday booked in October to Crete in Greece. Um, but unfortunately, um, is it a- AIC Crete? They are, oh, yeah. they're away at Panathinaikos that um, like <sighs> that week, that Saturday. So this there's another team which is in the Super League 2, um, which is about a 20-minute drive away. But as it stands, the Super League 2 doesn't look like it's going to be getting underway till September, October time. So it all depends on fixtures when they're released and that. But we, we are just this plans in place to fly over to Athens and go and watch AEK Athens for a day. Um, so I would, I've wanted to do a, a sort of European game overseas for a while so hopefully yeah. sometime in the near I mean, future I think, yeah, I think some of those Greek grounds I've never been to one but they do seem to be pretty um, tasty shall we say yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, another one and it looks a really nice ground it's um, they're called Venice, Venicia FC yes and they're playing Venice oh yeah so yeah. We're, we're sort of trying to look at a city break to Venice and when, when Venice here at home, then it looks a best, really nice yeah. stadium. 
the best thing about Italian football and whatever is you can then, you know, you can often do a double. I mean, we did, we did a, a double when we saw Torino because there was a, a small club, fourth division club playing sort of lunchtime. So we got the bus out to that and then back for the evening kickoff, you know, and, and managed a few nice beers and a bite to eat in between times. So you can do that in Italy. It's quite good. <clears throat> and you, you can always get your double. I know Jake loves a double. Yeah. <laughs> Last two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's great. I mean, and if you make a weekend of it, you'll get games over three days easy. You know. So Yeah, it's it's just a lot of planning. That, that that's just the It um, is. And if I'm gonna give you one top tip, one top tip for planning a trip to Europe, book your flight home on a Tuesday because they could change the game to a Monday kickoff at a moment's notice. <laughs> you know. You don't, you don't want to have tickets for um, Venezia and then they, they change it to Monday evening. Yeah. You know, and you're flying home at tea time. <laughs> <laughs> think of anything worse. Yeah, so, so get a ticket, get your ticket, come back Monday, uh, Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that in mind. <laughs> um, so with ground up in them, what, what sparked you to get into ground up in? I don't know. I mean, I suppose... Over the years, I used to go away on the intercity owls with Wednesday and, you know, travel around. So I've done some of those classic old grounds, Goldstone Ground, Vetchfield. Um, you know, been, been to a lot of grounds that have gone now. Highbury, um, Filbert Street. And then when I moved to Bolton, uh, I sort of, to go to college, I started watching Bolton Wanderers. And then if there were no, if Bolton Wanderers weren't at home or Wednesday weren't anywhere I could get to, because I was a student then, so I didn't have a lot of money. I'd go and watch Horwich RMI, and then I started getting out and watching places, teams like South Liverpool, and, and then getting into Wales, going to Bangor City, and just started just to watch games. I never really thought it was ground hopping at the time, and I didn't. I don't think I ever really thought about it as ground hopping until I met ground hoppers that, <laughs> that <laughs> told me I was ground hopping. And then <laughs> you, start to, you start to write it down, and you get footballogy. And I mean, I've got un, I've got eight hundred and some games listed on that, but I've seen far more than that. I just don't I don't know where, I don't know when. You know, I never used to make a note of it. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it grew and grew and grew, and now it's you know every Saturday, every Tuesday, and if I can get a cheeky game in on a Wednesday or a Monday, I will. <laughs> you like me, yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, I have to. At the moment, well, we, I, I tend to go and watch Sheffield United home and away, but even 50,000 loyalty points can't get you a ticket for Luton. Um, no. So we've already got it booked. We're um, in London for that for that weekend. So now it's just a case of going to find a sort of a non-league ground what's at home um, near central London. I've, I've got, I think at the moment, I'm swaying towards, um, Dulwich, is it Dulwich Hamlet? Dulwich Hamlet. Yeah. Right, yeah. from what I've seen. Yeah, so. it, it's really good. I mean, people give off at them and say, oh, they're a, um, they're a yuppie club or whatever, or, you know. But it's a great atmosphere. They do some good stuff down there. They look after the community and the community responds. You know, people go and if you like drink, if you like beer, they've got a great range of beers on in the clubhouse. Yeah. You know, you, you could, 
you can have a great time. I loved it at Dulwich. Um, but yeah, I share your pain about Luton. I still need to get to Luton Town. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's going to be one of those things. And it's the away end you want to go in because you want to go between the house. You want to go in through the houses, don't you? Yeah. Over the back gardens. And, yeah. Well, that, that's, that. that's, a pro- that's a problem. We only got like a thousand tickets. Yeah. Um, any, other, any other game, I may struggle with tickets for sort of Bournemouth away, which again, that's another ground which I've not done because mm. the, 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 the limit of numbers. But 50,000 loyalty points, it'll get me a ticket for anywhere else apart from the really, like when you get 1,000 capacity away, away ends. Yeah. But, yeah, I will do Luton one day. I'll, I'll get a ticket for the home end, I'm sure. Yeah. I'll get in. But, yeah. that, that's what, that's one of my plans. I, I'd love to go in the away end. You know, may, maybe next season we might be playing them again because of how, how we mm. started. You know, we might might be in a league below or a league above. All that all depends on what happens throughout this issue um this season. Yeah. But if not, that. it'll just it'll just be getting a random ticket and just go and watch it in the um, home end because I know it's is it twenty twenty four they're moving so not long now mm. to, to know, get it's, it. it's one of them grounds I think you've got to um, you've got to hope that your club get them in like the league cup or something you know. So the, yeah. the demand for tickets in that. But, but I think Luton would still be quite high, yeah. especially from Sheffield, because it's just straight out motorway or straight down on train, isn't it? You yeah. Know. Would it be hard to get tickets in the home end, like if you want to do it as a neutral? It depends yeah. who they're playing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah again, I mean, look at a League Cup or an FA Cup or something where people are not that interested. And where season ticket holders, you know, have to buy their ticket. Then a lot of them might think, well, I'm not, you know, if it's Tranmere Rovers or whatever, no disrespect to Tranmere, but they might think, well, I'm not bothering with that. Whereas I'll go yeah. to that, you know. Yeah. Quite like Tranmere. <laughs> I've been well, to see a few times. <laughs> I've got mates <laughs> who are Tranmere fans. So, you know. we, we've, we've said, um, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to go to Luton, try and get in the old men for Luton as of this Saturday because I'd stick out like a sore thumb. Mm. But, Later down the line, you know, I'm happy yeah. to try and do it. And yeah. I, I think I'm going to look at sort of the FA Cup third round. Hopefully they get a home tie, like you said, against someone who's not as attractive to the Luton fans as what it might be to ground up us. Yeah. And get it done. Hopefully they get blind Spartans. If they do, I'll get you a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Touch I'll much. get you a ticket. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get a ticket. Yeah. Because <laughs> they have to up the attendance as well for it. So that's... They do, yeah. You know, that's one yeah, of the good we'll, things. we'll give them the whole stand rather than just that mm. little bit of the stand that they give anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So if they get Blythe, you sort it, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's that's another thing. Um, when it comes to away ends, I, I hate like football teams what give half of half of a stadium or um sorry half of the a, a side of a stadium so mm. if you if you go to like oh some places you just get the corner or you get half of the stand and the other stand goes to the own fans i'm not a big fan of teams what do that i like when you go to hillsborough you, you've either got the top or the bottom tier so you've got a step you've got a, st- a stand if you go to bramley and you've got the bottom tier um whereas you go to some places and you know you 
you're in the middle, and not, I prefer not scouting to be... anybody. Yeah, but that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's sort of a corner. Yeah. I went to watch. I mean, I went to watch oh, Torino in, town. in um, Torino in the Europe Europa qualifiers at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yes, uh, I mean, actually, we were high up. We had a decent view, but you kind of, from where I was sat, you were actually looking over the top of another stand. You could see the whole pitch, mm. but, you know, your view was kind of... So it made for some interesting photos, but, yeah, you, you kind of... Some grounds, you're a, you're an afterthought. You're a pain, aren't you? You know, yeah. you're, a bit of a, you're a bit of a nuisance. <laughs> but we've always imagined the away end being behind the goal, haven't you? Always. Yeah. Mm. It's like yeah. Crystal Palace do it and Villa do it, don't they? They have the corner of the stand, yeah. which isn't too bad, to be fair. But like They do it at Leicester City and it's it's yeah. not right. But... Everton, the same Everton, you're now in the corner. Yeah. You used to be at, be behind one of the goals, um, but now you're behind the corner. I can remember when we played Aston Villa in the FA Cup, they put us on the top tier, probably because, they, again, like you said, they have to give us more. But now when you go to Villa, you're at, you're at the side. You just, you know... Plunk, plunk there and tap and bottom to you. Yeah. So, Anfield, you used to, Anfield, when I went with Leicester, we got one, we got one half of the stand opposite the cop behind the goal. I got yeah. some tickets for that. So that yeah. was quite good. You know, you got, got a good atmosphere in there. So, yeah, it was yeah. all right, that. But Anfield's a ground you've got to visit. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been there, <laughs> done there. <laughs> Love it. Lost 2 0. Yeah, we I went, I went with Wednesday and we lost 3-0. I've seen us win there as well, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, um, Liverpool fans have been getting a bit of stick um, as of recent, saying that after you never walk alone comes on, it's been quiet. Mm. So... Yeah. It is what Shame. it is, isn't it? Yeah, I think they're fickle. I think Leicester... Well, they started against Leicester. I went with a mate who's a Liverpool fan, but we got tickets for the away end. And, and Liverpool scored after about three minutes. It was a horrible snowy night. And then when Leicester equalised, it just killed them. They they weren't, there was no noise. There was no famous Anfield roar or anything like that. You know? Yeah. So it did ruin them. <laughs> I feel that's more for the European nights though, than the Premier yeah. League games. Yeah. Probably yeah. well, in Europe. Yeah. And again, it's probably one of them. When it went on a normal sat there, there's a lot more fans from overseas. What will probably come now? And you get that with the top clubs, like Yumin Sun in Korea, is like one of the biggest idols out there. So you get a lot of them coming over now to Spurs to watch him. Yeah, you know, um, Manchester. I suppose United. we're as guilty if we go abroad, yeah. aren't we? You know, yeah. we yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no issue with people doing it, no. but it, it's like, like you said before, where um, when you said that a lot of Barcelona is not going to have a lot of um, young fans now, it's going to be PSG, and they they come to see a player. So you get people overseas who are going to come to England just to yeah. come and see a player here. I think I think the authorities have kind of killed it though in, in this country. They sanitised it, um, and Sky want this product, but you know I think. I think with COVID, it's shown that people are just not really interested in watching. The fans that go to games are not interested in watching football on telly. Yeah. You know, I, I, I rarely watch football on TV. I'd, I'd rather be on a park, you know, watching a Vets game 
than I would sat watching Liverpool against Everton on TV. Um, but that's just me, you know. But I've grown up like that. Yeah, I've grown up loving it, and it's all part of the whole day. It's not just the not just the game, is it? It's the build-up, it's the travelling, it's the mates that you go with, it's the yep. people that you meet that you never yep. actually see outside of football. <laughs> yeah. And as much as I agree with that, I do agree a lot of that, but I do feel like, like when we come back to Sky, they have they have ruined football in my eyes. And I can understand they've invested a lot of money for the rights, but... If, if when I, for example, when I was living in America, I could um, have BN Sport, ESPN, I could watch any Premier League game three o'clock kickoff mm. in America. So when I was out there, when Sheffield United was um, first promoted for, into the Premier League in their first season, all the way through August, I could watch all the Sheffield United games, three o'clock kickoffs. And then mm. I come home, obviously, I was travelling with them, but. If you don't get a ticket and it's a free clock game, you're not going to watch it because for some reason we can't broadcast it. And another thing now with Sky, especially this season, the championship have an 8 pm slot mm. on Saturdays. And when I'm driving four hours to, um, plus to get to Swansea and then coming back at four o'clock at night driving, you know, for a nil nil draw, you just think, why has Sky done that to us? Why not put us like Barnsley where we can be on Sky, but we're yeah. half an hour and get a road. good crowd in. Yeah. 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 So and that that's that's the thing now where there's yeah, you have to be a real loyal supporter to the to a team mm. to be to be daft enough to go and do what we did. <laughs> but it's even dafter when you've not got a loyalty to a club and you'll still drive three hours at night. Yeah. <laughs> and, and get stuck in Britain's motorway network to go and watch, you know, some step seven yeah. game just because it's on at a ground that's gonna get demolished in a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> well madness. Yeah. It, it's just the stuff what what you do with it. I guess yeah. as a football fan and as a ground upper. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. We love it. We do, yeah. We do. Best right. hobby there is. I know you obviously got to go shortly, so we'll finish off with the um, question we um, finish off with everyone, and that is, if you could sum up football in three words, what would it be? Deeply, deeply frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new mm. one and it's an original one. <laughs> it is a new one, yeah. What made you go with that one? I did it off the top of my head, really. I just came up with it because, I, I mean, I think, uh, and this is what kind of gets me with the fans that, like you say about, they follow Messi, they follow uh, Ronaldo, Son yeah. um, or whatever. They're not. They're not used to disappointment, and like you know, Ben, you, you watch United. I watched Wednesday for years. Mm. I've watched Bolton. Jake, you know, you watch Mansfield. We're, we're not used to winning stuff. When we do, when we do do something well, it's good and we enjoy it. Yeah. But generally, 
it's like you say, it's a nil-nil draw at Swansea and then four or five hours back on Britain's motorway network on a Saturday night. It's, it's, it's you know, it's frustrating, but that's why we do it. I just, we love it. We love them moments where, you know, if you'd have been at Swansea, Ben, and, you know, 96 minute, United would have poked a winner. You'd have, it wouldn't have made a difference coming back. You'd have been buzzing. No, yeah. You know, and that's what makes it. Yeah, it's it that, is. It's that bit, it's that last minute winner. It's that, or that last minute defeat. I mean, like yesterday, I was at, I went to Barwell at Banbury, and it's not that far. And it was a really good, exciting game. And I thought, 2-2, two, two, you just thought, yeah, we'll take that, we'll take that. And a silly error right on the death cost them the game, you know, and it's like... Sounds like Sheffield United. <laughs> but, but you, you know, that's it. It's another day. You know, you, it happens both ways. And I think that's the thing that people forget. You know, it, it goes both ways. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Man City. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although Tottenham are top, aren't they? Tottenham, two out of two today, I think. I think Liverpool are still top. Yeah. It's a difference. Yeah. yeah, might be Chelsea to be fair. I don't know. Yeah, see, I, I I couldn't tell, you, I couldn't tell you who Wednesday are playing next week these days. You know, that's <laughs> I couldn't. Honestly, okay. couldn't. We could yeah, be che- tomorrow. <laughs> Chelsea, Liverpool, Brighton, Spurs. Yeah, all one so, two. Yeah, but no, I I just love football. I love being, I love being at a game. You know. Football under the lights as well. It's just something else. Don't know what yeah. it is about midweek. Something different, isn't there? Yeah, it's a lot more special. Mm. Well, you love your front lights, that's why, John. <laughs> <laughs> I just think some of the more exciting games, because it's usually a cup game or something up midweek, you know, a replay or something like that, where there's something, something riding on it. Yeah. You know, we've swapped our games around for this Tuesday. We were going to go to Holbrook Sports. But Soham Town Rangers drew with Corby. We've pulled that one forward because it's a cup replay, so we'll go for it. Somebody's got to win it on the night, you know, and it's yeah, just exciting. <laughs> <laughs> That's my other threat. I could say it's just exciting. <laughs> <laughs> exciting or frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I sure we free as well. Yeah, so. But thanks for having me on, lads. It's been cracking. Really enjoyed it. Thank you for coming, mate. Yeah, yeah it's good. It's been a pleasure so, having you on. And thank yeah. you for coming. And, um, it's been great. Well, hopefully, see each other again somewhere. I'd love to come and watch Blythe and even Barwell with you sometime. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I say if your brother's down, if your brother's starting in Leicester, I'm sure we'll yes. see you down there. Get you down Fire sure. Lane, and yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's entertaining. <as> well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Ket- Ketten have dropped out the league. They've dropped oh, really? out the Peterborough District League. They pulled out just before the season started. Oh, cool. Um, just said they couldn't get players to commit. So the league's down to 14 teams in the Peterborough district, which is a bit of a blow. That's a shame. Because yeah, Kettering's, uh, not Kettering, Ketten's one of those. It's got a big cement works behind it. So love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any road. Anyway, take care, lads. I'll, uh, thank you, pal. Thank you, say, mate. Thank you for having me. And I'll see you soon. Take care. Take care. Bye, Bye. 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 now.